Hello everyone, what's going on? It's Farhan. I'm just holding a quick podcast on how to build a successful skill or a habit. So, you know, as an ENFP personality type, I've been told a lot from a psychology perspective to work and go with my strength, which is being extroverted and talking from institution and just being myself. Well, if I look back at my life, that's not how I was working. (laughs) This is just the new way of thinking that do not push your limits and do not scale up too hard because you want not have an easier path. So it's all good to be talkative and socializing, but you got to work on your analytical skills. Everything in the market, whoever can do the most technical work gets paid and gets the job these days. Look at coders, look at engineers, look at accountants, look at lawyers with the heavy in administrative and the code of ethics and law, constitution, criminal law, immigration lawyers. Whatever your niche is, you got to get deeper into the technicalities. You got to get deeper and comfortable with whatever is stopping you from scaling up and mastering that skill. So if you have done a bachelor's, that's just a start. You got to get deeper into your routine of building that passion around your career. You got to have a love for numbers if you're going into accounting you got to be able to to say the ratios that okay this is this is the debt to equity ratio it's going to calculate this i got to be able to look at different financial statements like the balance sheet um profit and loss cash flows income statement you got to be able to pick up analysis in your head like just by doing a quick ratio analysis pick make trends out of it It's a whole new world out there once you get to apply what you learn in your bachelor's. And that only comes with experience. So back to my topic of being someone who wants to master a skill. You need to get, make yourself comfortable with the things you find most challenging. So for example, in engineering, if you find like picking up the formula sheet and um, making that 10 to 15 step calculation happen is the hardest part is because you're not practicing enough and you're weak in math and you need to do that more often to be comfortable with that skill set and move on and progress in your career and be make it a second nature for yourself so yeah i mean i'm going to make an announcement that If you're in accounting or finance, think of these these, uh, designations to add to your resume. If you want to stick in that career realm, you need to get these designations. If you're in finance, you need to get a master's MBA in finance or CFA. Or if you're in accounting, you need to decide where you want to work, which position, and either get your CMA or get your CPA to work if you're going into public practice. Right now, 
and working on the CMA exams. I'm going to break this down simply for you guys. CMA versus CPA. CPA takes longer to get. International CMA, you can get and convert it with mutual agreements to the Canadian CPA. You will hold that title of CMA, CPA in Canada, or they will give you a CPA title. So I'm doing the CMA from an international US body, which if I look at the stats for part one, is 33% part pass rate globally. For the longest time, I was trying to study here and there on my own, but I cannot do it. You need to get into a program, especially if you can find live one-on-one -on -one or small group class sizes. They're gonna give you the lecture, the material, go over the problems and solve the problem during the live lessons. And you need to be accountable for yourself. The prep courses are great, but you're on your own. Like if you don't have a solid discipline to study for the CMA, you're not gonna get very far because like I said, Globally, 33% of the people that take it pass it, and that's much lower rate than passing the CPA. But here's the second part. For the second part, it actually goes up because the second part is a bit easier, and people feel much more confident because they already experienced the first part, and they go move into the second test. They're most likely to pass, but still a low percentage of them pass. So the percentage for that is 43% globally, pass rate for CMA part two. So building that habit is to get, for me, I like language. So I like to learn from case studies and case studies have all the num numerical analysis. It's gonna ask you questions. It's gonna be niche topic, but it's gonna ask you so much details that you're going to solve everything and you're going to be expressing it by solving it. Like you're going to be putting it into language, right? Whereas the multiple choice are much faster to answer, but they're a bit dry to follow through with. So find a lot of case studies to work on if you're going to the CMA. And if you want, I'm working as a student ambassador for the CMA IMA body to get people connected with faculty so they can get those live one-on-one -on -one to small group size lectures. Um, our alumni in North America, especially also in the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, UAE, different parts of UAE like Qatar. And they're also in Asia like Pakistan, India, Bangladesh and in Canada and the US as well. So if you need that extra help, let me know. I can get you connected with the faculty and get you started with that help so you're not too lost on studying for the CMA just by a prep course. Get in touch with me. My email is helpdeskcanada2022 at outlook.com. So that's helpdeskcanada canada 2022 at outlook.com just just tell me that you came across this podcast and you're interested in getting 
the sessions to study with an instructor-based lecture-based class, small classroom on Zoom, remotely on the weekends, or they'll work out a schedule with you. So let me know. I can get you connected with the faculty. And if you're somebody from South Asian background or somebody who wants to learn in their own language, they got different language tutors like Urdu, Hindi, Punjabi, English. I'm not too sure about Arabic at this point, but maybe they have someone. I have to double check on that. Let me know and get uncomfortable, but yet comfortable in building that skill to master this accounting and finance realm if you're serious about this career otherwise you'll be hard to move on to bigger roles in this realm so you want to be a controller you want to be a cfo you want to be a manager of accounting and reporting you want to be a financial analyst you want to break that six-figure salary you need to get a designation and for the longest time i was comfortable with like using my strengths and like, you know, putting that on the sidelines that I got this. I don't need the designation to move up the ladder. But now I'm going to be hopefully, God willing, running my first part exam in January, February window. So please make some dua. I'll put in the effort on my side. But hopefully I can crack the code and move on with what I started. <laughs> so I'm just putting this out there so you guys can get that help that I did not get, you know, at the beginning, I was just on my own to figure this out. Anyways, adios amigos, hasta baby, super I'll talk to you guys later in the next episode. Bye-bye.